squishied it. Hello, squishies! Hello, squishies! Welcome to the Squishcast. I am Unviv. And I am Andrew. Andrew, I'm hungry. Did you not eat before we started? Well, I'm just starving. Okay. Famished. Right. Ravenous. Okay, I get the idea. I'm, I'm hankering, Andrew. Yep. I'm uh, hoggish. I don't even know what I'm to I'm flying say. light. Okay, well, that's a new one. I could eat a horse. I hope you don't. Well, okay, what are you going to do about it? Okay, one second. Hi. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Listen, are you free? Yeah. Yeah, again. Starved, she says. Yeah. I'm worried she'll eat the cats. 20 minutes? Yeah, perfect. Okay, cool. Thank you. See you then. Viv, help is on the way. Let's do the show. Hello. 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 So, what have you been playing this week? I what I have been playing, Andrew. This is this is what I've been playing. Mm-hmm. It's nothing different that I have. Um, I'm still carrying on with some of the games I've been playing. Okay, but I made we, a very. On. Wait. I mean, to be fa- let's let's be very let's be very honest. We are recording this very close. Yeah. To the last episode. Yeah. So while everyone should expect us to be saying, oh, we're playing Horizon because it came out a week ago when this is released. Yeah. Um, time doesn't work like that for us. <laughs> no. So, and we have to record episodes weekly before we all get busy. Yeah. So this is this is, this is is recorded quite a while ago when you're listening to this. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to it on the day it comes out. So, but, yeah. but Andrew, yes, but, even but. though I have been playing something which I have said before mm-hmm. and I have talked about before in previous episodes, I made an important decision Okay. About it yesterday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I don't know this. What, what important um, decision has been made? Uh, the the decision that I made mm-hmm. is this. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. This is the decision that I made. Okay. I made the decision. Yes. To stop playing it. <laughs> oh God! What were you playing? Um. Okay. I was playing Spiritfarer. Uh huh. The game is not bad. Uh-huh. The game is just not for me. Oh, I okay. I was really enjoying it. It's really it's again like I won't talk about it too much because it's it's in another episode. So if you want to hear like a little bit more about it, do go and check out um, you know previous episodes. But um, so the game is is beautiful. The so- the storylines are beautiful. Like I like how it handles. I like the world. I, th- I think it's really great. But it is one of those games which you need to like farm stuff and grow things and take care of the chickens and I just I'm so bored of that like I just want to get on with the story but I have to spend entire like like blocks of hours you know getting all these materials so that I can build this house so that I can get on with the next request so the the game is you meet a series of characters and you essentially you need to help the character pass over so they are dead, they are a spirit, and you need to help them pass over. So And they have, you know, it's like their last requests. But I can't just 
complete the request so I have to get the wood and get the thing and the coal and you know like put it in the fire and make it into like a, a copper ringer and then mix it with something else and then I can make the house and I'm, I just I, I can't anymore and I, and I really thought I was pushing through because I really thought I was getting close to the end of the game and then yesterday when I quit out of the game I just thought oh let me just um let me just see how far through I am um in terms of the story and I had only um, completed 48% of the requests. And out of all 21 hours that I've played, which I honestly thought it was more because that's how the game feels to me. I've played for 21 hours and I've only managed to complete 48% of the um, requests. And I have to say, like in terms of the ratio, I would, I would have to say that completing, actually pressing the buttons and completing the request it's probably like an hour of that so like like just 20 hours or 19 hours or something like that of me just traveling from place to place because fast traveling comes in a little bit later but you can't just fast travel anywhere and then i have to find the things and then i have to like cut the wood and all of that stuff i've already mentioned and i just don't have the time and i know that some some people might really love this type of game i think actually that um Charlie from She's Not Controlling would really enjoy this game because in the Squish Venture episode she mentioned really liking things like uh, Sims or Animal Farm uh, but it's not for me so I've decided to stop playing it because I, I just can't anymore uh, wow. I, I want to know I want to know the spirit's story but it just takes me so long to get there uh, that wow. I don't care anymore wow yeah and, and it's great like I really think um some of our friends would really really love it um i just i just don't think it's for me and i'd really maybe someday maybe someday i'll finish it but uh <laughs> right now i don't care <laughs> yes so that's what i've been playing what have you been playing um well as we said because it's very close to recording of the last one um and i'd only had wanderer for a day by the time we did the last recording I've been still playing Wanderer, so my my initial, I, I mean, I love it. I just that's the most important thing is I I bloody love this game. My first proper session with it didn't go very well. It does uh, allow free movement, so you would uh, walk around. You can walk around as if you're in the world, and uh, it will turn slowly, and you sort of move forward and stuff. Uh, horrifically ill. I was phenomenally ill for about eight hours even after finishing that game wow. even like after taking off the headset and putting it aside uh, very very ill I did not like that motion so when I came back a few days later I changed the control settings so I'm uh, using teleport now and um, turning it's um, does it in chunks rather than smooth uh, yeah, and I'm yeah. finding that fine now like I'm not having any problems with that you play enough you will get used to it because your body will just adjust to that being a thing that it goes through and that happens to it and that's fine that's except people talk about like being fighter pilots and stuff and the, the first time they go through all those g-forces your body doesn't like it but yeah. by the time you've done it a billion times your body's like yeah this is just a thing that happens and that's fine but for me at the moment no i still can't do it so i try and move in the game and my body's like I, i'm not feeling any sensation of moving but i see that i'm moving no i'm broken i don't i can't do this wow. whereas i think we're teleporting because my brain's like well i've never teleported before that's not a thing you do well, it must feel like nothing, so fine, everything's good. Carry everything's on. fine, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's fine. Uh, it, it, at heart, it's a puzzle game. 
um, it's kind of kind of a, a strange introduction, as, in as much as you have to get from where you start the game to where all the puzzle bits happened. So you've got like, okay. this sort of journey that happens to start with, and then you're basically in just an apartment, and you have a. I think I mentioned this uh, before. You have a watch um, called Samuel, who talks to you, and um, you would like this. Viv, he offers uh, hints. Okay. So you get so if you get stuck, there's a little button, and you can press that, and he'll pop out, and he'll go. Well, I think you should go downstairs and have a look at the things down there. And you're like, oh, oh all right, oh, uh, yeah, I'll all right, do Samuel, that. I'll go and have a look downstairs. Or he'll be like, no, nah, I don't think there's anything we can do here. We should uh, think about going somewhere else. And you're like, excellent, Samuel, I'll stop dithering around here, which is very handy. So you've got Samuel on one side, and on the opposite side, sort of in the inside of your wrist, uh, is a little portal thing. And you pick up uh, tokens or talismans as you go along. And you can put those into this, and then you'll travel through space and time. Okay. And you and I are the same. And you do puzzles, and you're like, I will do every single puzzle in this location before I move, <laughs> yeah, move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was trying to do that, but it, I learnt that some puzzles take place across the entire spectrum of time and space. Oh, so, so there you are, have to travel back and forth. Yes. So there is, uh, I mean, there is a trophy for only traveling like 20 times i think so there must be a really economical way of doing it but i don't know the puzzle so i'm just blasting through time back and forth so i'm still finding stuff where i am in the game and i think i'm maybe two two thirds three quarters of the way through maybe i'm still finding stuff now that i'm like oh oh that's the thing for this yeah, um, yeah. So I, I will say um i did uh, slightly break the game at one point because i lost a mission critical item Oh yeah, I remember you texting me about this. Somebody, somebody gave me uh, what is effectively a key, but it was sort of shaped like it was like a ceramic frog thing, like a Mayan artifact, and I had to go and put it on a wall and turn stuff. But I'd also got some other things, and I was like, well, I'm just gonna go back in time and sort out some of the other stuff that I that I know I want to do before I come back and carry on with this. And I took this Mayan frog with me, and I put it down in in the kitchen in the apartment. Did my other stuff. And then came back and was like, where did that, where did that mine frog go? I definitely left it on the counter here. And I, I went through every time zone that I, that I had, looked at the floor everywhere. I went back to the guy that gave it to me. Gone. Absolutely gone. Oh, no. Um, so I um, had to restart the level. Oh, no. Which, I mean, it wasn't like, they're fairly, fairly well checkpointed. So I didn't, I didn't have uh, much to do. The only thing that did happen with restarting from that checkpoint is that um, how can I put this delicately the game tidied the apartment so everything that I had laid out where I wanted it got moved to a uh, orderly place that the game thought was an acceptable place to put all these things except not everything so there have been times where I've come to a puzzle and I'm like oh that's the, that's what I needed the um, the the wheel for I need to, to open this valve excellent and then I'll go back to the apartment and go now, I definitely put the wheel in this apartment. Is this one of those times where it's the game's tidied it back to where I got it from? Where did I get that from? I've got to travel oh, back no. all the, all the yeah. time bridge and back. Oh, then, no, there it is. So that's, I mean, but that's a me thing. It's basically puzzles. It's just it's just puzzles. and you know, Which we love. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 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 some of them are really clever. There's one where you learn the uh, pattern for a... Uh, keypad. So it's like a one of those phone unlock things where you've got all the dots and you have to connect the dots to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was one of those, and there were three codes. You find 
uh, a box of lenses and uh, a code, and it's, I think it was like 376 or something like that. And then on the on the wall behind you, there's a zodiac thing, and it, all of the zodiac symbols are numbered. And then you've got more lenses than you have numbers that you need. So you have to work out which zodiac sign is number three. And then you put that lens on a torch, and then you find the panel that you need, and you have to shine the torch and line it up correctly so that the star symbols match up with the dots, and then you can, with the other hand, trace the trace the line around the dots. Little puzzles like that. Oh, that's that's um, quite uh, that's quite good. I like um, I like puzzles with layers. And yeah. I should say that I like puzzles with layers that make sense. Yeah. I don't like it when games try to just do something and go. I, I was never going to be able to figure that out by myself. Um, but I like that there's layers to that. Like you had to do something else for something else to be able to happen for you to actually get to the end of the puzzle. That's quite yeah. good. I like that. I did watch you play a little bit of it. Uh, it did look really nice. And unlike when I tried um, The Walking Dead in VR at your place, um, I did I did think about the free movement being a, a thing that might, might uh, make you feel sick. Um, only because having been in the VR, playing The Walking Dead, I really appreciated the fact that they... Um, sort of created like a, a vignette effect whenever I moved so mm -hmm. it cut out the um, kind of peripheral vision which can actually sometimes be more sensitive than your kind of regular vision uh, so it kind of cut out all of that information to allow me to focus on going where I needed to go like I still had to stop eventually but I didn't feel sick you know for eight hours like you did um, but I also appreciate that the game gave you an option like you have the free movement but then you could also just teleport yeah, it's it's really weird. The I assume it ha it works in the same way that because uh, I haven't played the Walking Dead yet. Uh, that you have to use the thumb buttons on the on the drumsticks, and one of them makes you go forward, and then you go in the direction you're looking, moving forward. And the other one makes you walk backwards because that's how people function when they going. If you walk into a door rather than turning around, you just sort of take a few steps backwards awkwardly. We played um, L.A. Noir VR on stream once and that's how that worked and I actually didn't have any problems playing that one with just with wandering around during during scenes and I played the entirety of that game with free movement and never had a problem there was just something that's maybe, so interesting isn't yeah. it I wonder what it is specifically that makes you feel yeah. that way it might have been that I hadn't played a game like that in VR for a while and my body had forgotten how to be used to it yeah you say that but you know when I played Borderlands at yours Oh yeah, it was I I was I was sick immediately. I felt sick immediately, and I didn't feel like that way with the Walking Dead. And I don't I don't uh, personally own a uh, PSVR myself, so I only ever play when I see you. And when I do play, I tend to avoid those games because of for that reason. So I did feel so sick; it was a bad experience for me. But I really wanted to play the Walking Dead, and I'm actually really glad that I did because I I didn't feel that way. But I also didn't have any practice, so there must be something in the way that the game is designed that you know it kind of makes it better or worse yeah. depending on what's happening in the world it's very Maybe. interesting yeah but the general story of wanderer is that some sort of time-based calamity has happened and time seems to be wrong uh so you're at the moment i'm just sort of following whoever's doing all these terrible things i briefly saw them in one location uh they were there and then they teleported away and left a bomb and i had to quickly defuse a bomb which is a, a, a nice little puzzle um, but yeah, you're going through time trying to stop someone else who's going through time trying to ruin time and make 
make the worst timeline and you're trying to set that right which is right, just yeah. it's just fun and it's uh, um, yeah it's just an interesting little little game I'm really enjoying it it's it's my favourite VR game that I've played in a, in a while that's high praise yeah it's the sort of game that I actually hope VR 2 doesn't come out too soon for because I think if it's not built to transfer into the new control scheme for PSVR 2 uh, I feel like it's a game that will get forgotten because I feel like people who don't have VR right now, if they are interested in VR, are going to wait for the new set, the new system. The current PSVR is like six years old now, and I don't think people are going to invest in that technology because it moves pretty fast. Yeah, relatable. That's me. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like if people are going to invest in VR headset, they'll go for VR too. And I just I worry that if this game cannot transfer to that. If they haven't built into it the control settings for an but inside equally, out controller. But equally, w- you know, those people that um are not gonna invest in it, they're never gonna they're never gonna miss it. That is true. It, that is it true. really is just about for the the people that already own a PSVR to have more time to experience yeah. it. Because um, I, I mean, I won't be like I know about these because you obviously you own one and you're playing it. Yeah, and I won't it. shut up about it. <laughs> um <laughs> But um, yeah, just I won't know what I'm missing because it's not. Yeah, it's not something that I will invest in, especially after some of the reactions that I had. I think I definitely am going to wait for better technology and hope that it um this is more informed in the way that they're building. Um, that like what you're seeing, there definitely needs to be a consideration about the human body in some yeah. of the games that I don't think some developers have have that understanding um but um but i am really looking forward to the psvr too i think that sounds really exciting yeah but if you have psvr or yeah um or, or you can have vr on on your pc i definitely recommend wanderer it's a lot of fun go and play that and that's what we've been playing and that's what we've been playing All right, Viv, are you ready for some chaos? I'm always ready for chaos. Okay, let's do it. All right, so so anyone who's been following us for a while might remember back in the Squishy Show days that we went on a road trip for an episode to do some cooking uh, with our good friend Punk Blarble. Well, we're back to do it again. Please welcome back Devon. Hi, Devon. Hello. Hello. Oh, that was the weakest hello ever, but (laughs) we'll go for it. (laughs) I mean, just just like the um, the the Chez ladies, we have got you up at seven o'clock to do this. Yeah, seven a.m. Yep. Yeah, seven a.m. And time right, shall right, not um, move. Right, early. I mean, you're I'm used to seven. Night. You're used to seven a.m. calls. Or three a.m. calls. Yeah, on a work day. Yeah. Oh, I guess yeah. This could be considered a work day. You guys are work, but not hard work. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I I felt really hurt for the briefest of moments there. Yeah, well, it's short-lived. So, Devon, we have brought you back because we're going to do round two of Cooking About with Blarble. Yay! So, there's going to be a little added challenge to this edition of Cooking About with Blarble. So Are we I doing it blind? A- <laughs> well, I might as, as well be. As good as. I will be able to see both Viv's kitchen and Devon's kitchen. But Viv can only hear me. So she will have to follow 
Devon's recipe based on my description of what Devon is doing. And this can only go well. Neither Viv nor I know what this recipe is, to the extent that um, when the ingredients were shared the other day there, I refused to look at them. So I don't even know what the, the ingredients are for this thing. So what could possibly go wrong? Absolutely nothing. Um, I think everything's going to go right, if I'm honest. I mean, it yeah, always does. Yeah. I don't Viv think there's, have a, I don't think there's will... any track record of us doing anything wrong. No, Viv's going to have a lovely meal. <laughs> a lovely breakfast, <laughs> and, as it were. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and uh, I, you know, no one's got any reserve meals or anything in case Andrew <laughs> fucks it up and I wow. need to actually have... Uh, because I, I know wow. that you, I know that you'll you'll have uh, created a really lovely meal, Devon. I just don't know I mean, it, what Andrew's telling me will actually turn into a, a good meal. <laughs> well, we can only hope for the best, but well, I'll with, let you know with limited options. I'm shocked. Um, <laughs> but back, I'm I'm hoping that you really you. like what I've picked because it's it's kind of like related to you guys and also related to uh, my career in a way. So. Oh, that's nice. I um, yeah. I was de- definitely intrigued by some of the ingredients. I uh, had a lot of fun looking for them, Devon, at the place <laughs> in which I live. Um, but I will save that story for when I have to use it. Oh, okay. Um, so aside from that, uh, we'll, we will have a little uh, break in the middle to talk to Devon, uh, you know, who's a costume designer and also a supervisor who's worked on projects like The Witcher, Season 2, um, about creating looks for characters. But for now... Viv, are you ready? I'm ready. Devon, are you ready? Well, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, literally perfect. Well, right. That's enough for us then, I guess. Yep. Let's, <laughs> let's on. do some cooking. And here we are in 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 the kitchen now. Um, so just to reiterate what we've literally just said, but we're reiterating it for the purposes of reiteration. Um, Devon can hear me. Hello, Devon. Hello. Uh, Viv can hear me. Hello, Viv. Hello, Andrew. Uh, Devon can hear Viv. Say hello. Hello, Devon. Uh, but, uh, Viv cannot hear Devon. Hi, Viv. So rude being ignored. So weird. It's such a long time. assumed there was speaking there. Yes, we were doing speaking. So, um, Devon is about to start some cooking. I'm going to describe what she is doing uh, really well to Viv, who will um, do the same thing. Um, are we ready to begin? I'm ready. Let's get it. Uh, let's go. Let's, let's do a cooking. Yeah. Okay, so going to take some mushrooms. We are taking some mushrooms. <laughs> we're going to put them in a pot. Okay, we're putting them in a pot, Viv. Putting them in a pot. Okay. Um, 20 grams, was it? I, I, I don't know. I will tell you how many Devon puts in. Devon, you don't need to tell me what you're doing. I shall describe it. Uh, you're right. Yeah, so I'm just reading the... Um, Oh, you're reading, <laughs> reading, yeah. reading, not the menu, the, what's, what's the thing that's like a menu? <laughs> the recipe. Uh, recipe. Yeah, you're reading <laughs> the it. menu is being created. Uh, yes. Pick, pick a hand, Andrew. Oh, um, oh God. Uh, Another one. Um, the right hand? Yeah, why not? Um, oh, I wasn't counting. Uh, maybe that's two. Oh, that's one. Like, <laughs> two? Yeah. 
Do what? Oh, uh, she's taking out the, the stalks first and then putting them in the pot. Um, oh god, I wasn't counting. That was probably three. Um, it was about 20 grams, wasn't it? Four. Yes. No, three? Is that still three? This is, this is already um, I, I think she's done four. I think so. She's taken the stalks out of four mushrooms yeah. and put them in the pot, and she's sort of ripping them up a little bit. Okay. Right. This is going very well. She's shaking the pot. She shook the pot, Viv. The pot must be shook. Excellent. Good shaking. Uh, now she is pouring. You boiled some water. She's boiled water. Water yeah. has been boiled. Yeah. I've got boiled water. Perfect. Now she's. Pouring just, that. Just to cover the mushrooms. Just, just to cover the mushrooms, apparently. It's lucky you boiled a kettle. Oh, me too. Yeah. I'm going to set them aside for a couple minutes. Uh, put them to one side for a couple of minutes. Okay. Oh, okay, right. She's grabbed grabbed a potato. One. Just one potato, and she's peeling the potato. It's quite exciting watching potato peeling. It's competitive. What, to see who's going to win? Yeah, who will I win? I why I decided to buy baby potatoes. Baby potatoes? Oh, oh no. Devon's got a daddy potato. Well, it's just like, right. it's the size of my hand. The problem of my hand, size. <laughs> okay, so you, you just need to peel enough potatoes to be the equivalent of one potato. And once you have peeled, you must grate the potato. On the smallest setting. Great. Yeah, you're grating it. How small? How big? Uh, small. That's real ASMR <laughs> right there, Devon. Yeah. It's a, it's a real pleasant <laughs> grating noise happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great it. It's such a great <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> so, um, you, you worry these sort of things would be really grating, but it's it's actually very nice. This is not my fingers. That is true. Nobody needs nobody needs blood in well, yet. their food. Yeah. Oh, um, why not? I think I've already cut myself. No, no cutting yourself, please. please okay. um, nope. Um, I mean, all I can imagine is some sort of Potentially some sort of fritters. Again, uh, uh, I don't know the recipe. I don't even know the ingredients. Uh, Viv does know the ingredients because having to buy them. Um, but I'm just maybe, yeah, maybe potato fritters. That's a thing. I all of my concentration. I hope you know this. To great. You massaging your arm, Devon. <laughs> my arm hurts. It's a lot of grating. That's a lot of grating. I, I will be expecting your best Tony the Tiger impressions at the end of this. <laughs> Great! <laughs> um, I feel like maybe that's not a thing that translates over into Portuguese particularly well. Mm. What, what does, Viv, what does Tony the Tiger say in Portuguese in the um, Frosties? No idea. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. Oh, it looks like grated cheese, but it's potato. How weird. Yeah. Looks like grated cheese. I want to eat it. Yeah, I want to. I want grated cheese now. Devon said you should absolutely try eating it. Yum yum yum. She says. Oh god, no. god! Did you just put that in your mouth? No, no, no! I almost did. Oh my god. Have you ever tried a full potato, Andrew? No. Have you tried a... it, just no. even a little bit, to see no. what it's like? No, not even as a contraceptive. What? Yeah, ladies used to put them up themselves to stop themselves getting pregnant. Are you serious? I've never heard of that. Well, what could I say about it? it was, it's... Oh, as a man, yeah, you should be able yeah. to. As a white man, yeah. what can you say about yeah. it? Right. Yeah, I, even if it's not true, it is true now by the nature of me having said it. 
I'm ready. What's next? An encyclopedia of knowledge. Yeah. Thank you. Stop being so impatient. Ready? That's done. It's done. It. Oh yeah, bring well, out the camera. I don't know why one of the potatoes is a different colour though. Well, um, I'm sure it's all fine. Devon washed her hands. Yeah, done that. Yep. I don't know. Okay, good. She's rereading the instructions again. No, the recipe. Um, you basically want to drain out all the water from the potatoes. Drain the water from the potatoes. I, uh, I'm sad. I'm sure about that smell. <laughs> Not, how does it smell? It's like warm mushroom. Warm mushroom. Yeah, oh, like yeah raw mushroom. Uh, raw mushroom. Let's see. Yeah, okay, drained-ish. Wait, what did you drain? The water from the mushroom. Water no, from the water from... Did I say mushrooms? I meant water from the potatoes. Did I really did I really say mushrooms? Did I really also, say mushrooms? There is no water in my potatoes, so that was the only water I was ever gonna drain anyway, even if you hadn't said it. Did I really well, say mushrooms? Oh no. I don't know, but well that's got more water in it now. Yep. Okay, good, good. Yep. Yes. So the, yeah. What what's the next? Potato should be dry. Potato should, should be dry. It shouldn't be like moist or like wet. She, Andrew. Is yes. she draining it, or is she patting it down with something? She drained it, and now she's just sort of squeezing it suggestively. Okay, there's nothing to squeeze on mine, I think. Okay, cool. Right, well, let's move on. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, I'm sure it's all fine. So I'm going to add the egg. Right, get an egg. I think I'm going to get ahead of Devon. Put the egg broken into the potatoes. Can you take that correctly, because I can't undo that. That's what she's just done, so... Yeah. Okay, she's broken it into the potatoes. Cool. Yeah. Can't undo it. Coward. <laughs> wow. Yep. That's aggressive. <laughs> right, how much flour? Uh, half a cup of flour. Uh, you need. Uh, please prepare half a cup of flour. Okay, that goes oh, in yeah? with the in with the potato and the egg, please. And now what? Oh, mix it all together. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Mix it. Mix it all together. Fork, spoon, what's better? Yes. Devon's mixing it with an implement, though. Like, proper <laughs> proper mixing, like you're making bread. Yeah, well, uh, I, didn't, I don't think my bowl is big enough, so um, we'll just have to deal with whatever happens. Okay. I mean, there's some good folding action going on there. I like I like that. That's... Viv, I will just say Devon said something and I wasn't listening. Carry on. Boil some water uh, in another pan or pot. Oh, uh, get another pot, uh, Devon. Uh, no, you're Devon. You're not <laughs> Devon. Viv, get another pot and boil some water in it. I'm oh, Devon got, De Devon got a very small pot. Yeah, I don't, that was my small pot. So. Oh, big pot's fine, apparently. How um, much water? Uh, keep pouring. Keep pouring. Pour quite a lot. A bit more. Pour quite a lot. Yeah, probably that's about fine, probably. You got a small pot. She got a small pot, yeah. Okay, make sure that's correct. It's going to be awful, isn't it? Well, only for you. Uh, hang on, it's... it's uh, yeah, boil it. Boil it, yes. Okay. Devon has now put the potato mixture onto a chopping board. It looks quite slimy. And this looks a bit dusty. I just wanted to say that there's not enough... Of something in here. Um, so we had mix it. 
Um, I will inform you of that when that um, flower flower has uh, reappeared. She is okay. getting. I a have pinch. a little flower on mine. So. A, she has got a pinch of flour, which is sprinkled on top of the gross potato mixture. She is now massaging it like it's dough. Oh, oh my god! This feels rank. I don't like it. Mine was quite wet, so I'm adding more flour. Yay. No, keep 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 needing it, Vivis. Yeah, like like like. I assume you're going to be making uh, balls out of this. So imagine little. So yeah, she's kneading it like like bread. So rolling it out and then palming it, rolling and squeezing with a palm. I'm very moist. I hope that's okay. Add more flour if it's too moist. Devon suggests adding more flour if it is too moist. Uh, Devon has made a springy ball of potatoey doughiness. Dough. Springy? Yeah, it looks quite springy. Are you? Like, are you mine's uh, quite sticky. Okay, are you confident? Are you confident with your giant sticky ball? Sure. Sure. Good. Let's move on then. Okay. So we're gonna wait for the water to boil on the stove. Okay. Waiting for the water to boil on the stove, Viv. Not with the mushrooms in. Is this washing hands time? Uh, yeah. Yes. Apparently yeah? yes. Apparently yes. You can you can wash all that goop off your hands. I think this is going very well. Okay. Uh, grab and fork. And it looks like you're making tiny little balls that are maybe a centimetre wide, something like that. I need like an inch. I'm making balls with my fork. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you're just sort of uh, chopping off a little bit, and then you're making little balls, and then just keep doing that. I assume until you've used all of the yeah, all of the potatoey, doughy, goopy mess. Um, add salt to the water that's boiling on the stove. Uh, Devon asks you to please add some salt to the water that is boiling on the stove. Um, how much salt? Uh, I, I'm going to say a pinch. I'm, I'm, I'm answering on Devon's behalf without waiting for her to answer. No, I said a, like a teaspoon. She said, well, I, oh, I almost said a tablespoon, a teaspoon. Teaspoon, very salty. Very, very salty. Recipes are just guidelines. They're not, they're not laws. All right, pirates. <laughs> See when you're saying about that. I think I've been very good so far. I have no idea. Do you feel very comf confident about what you're doing, Viv? I feel confident? Yeah. Sort of, I guess. Yeah. So far, so good. You're doing all right. Good. Excellent. How many How many balls have you made? My third one. Excellent. Uh, Devon, third how, one. Devon, how many balls have you made? Uh, it's not seven. competition, Andrew. Sorry? We're not men. This isn't a competition. I mean, uh, a bit of, it is. It is a real competition. And I'm winning. I agree with what Devon's just said. <laughs> yes. But his balls are getting bigger and bigger right now. <laughs> That's what she said. I'm not going to lie. I do feel like I'm in an episode of Overcooked. That's good. Excellent. Um, I mean, as long as your houses don't entirely change shape out for no reason. Yeah. God, I bloody love Overcooked. I haven't played that in ages. Shall we play it sometime? Yes. Okay. Sorted. Excellent. Let's that's, that's work that out then. <laughs> we're having a wonderful conversation. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot you. <laughs> Briefly forgot you can't hear us. We were just deciding to play 
uh, overcooked at some point. You're, you're invited. Yes. Let's let's just leave things there for a moment. Why don't we? And let's have a little chat with uh, with Devon here. Hello, Devon. Hello, Andrew. That's so impressive, doesn't it? <laughs> Hello, so-called Devon. Mm, so-called Andrew, hi. <laughs> um, would you like to introduce yourself properly and tell us what your job is? Uh, yeah, so my name is Devon Op. I am originally from Canada uh, and have lived in the UK for the past nine and a half years. I work in the costume department for high-end TV and film, and the current project that I'm on is a Netflix series that I can't tell you about, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> is that because it hasn't been announced yet? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so my current project I uh, can't talk about, but I can talk about previous ones that have been released. Like, um, I was costume supervisor on a little indie film called St. Maud. Um, Bloody which was, Saint Maud. I know, which Andrew and I actually went to watch uh, in the cinema with you and uh, didn't embarrass you at all. No, not at all. It was um, it was very great to just watch my name flit by in the credits with no applause or embarrassment at all. Um, yeah, and as Viv said, I worked on The Witcher uh, season two um, got to do costume breakdown for that, which basically meant that I made um, Geralt's armor look broken down and attacked by many monsters. So that was so much fun. Oh my god, I can't tell you how much fun that actually was because to put it into words, I don't think would give it justice. Fair. And this, this is that was your big lockdown project. You started that before lockdown, yeah. and then and then finished it over a year later. Yeah, that was that was my longest job because um, I started that in December of 2019, and then I finished uh, the first week of April in 2021. But I mean, it came with uh, like a pandemic, and also like there were some cast injuries and like a, more outbreaks that were happening on set with like due to the pandemic as well. So it it had its hurdles, but we got there in the end. And might I say, nobody binged watched it that entire season in a couple of nights, um, and uh, it, lo it looks great. You would never know because uh, it, it all looks really, really good. I had a great oh, time. Thanks. But um, obviously, my life is empty now because not only have yeah. I finished the game, but now I have no, no Witcher to watch. Yeah. Um. So, just in terms of your like, you know, your job now, mm. how, 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 and why, why, why? did you get into costume uh designing and you know kind of assisting and all of that well 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 um i so i came over here originally for university because i thought i was going to go into fashion so i came over here originally to study fashion and then i had a tutor in my first year of my degree basically sit me down and go right your designs are great however you need to either scale them down and go into women's wear or you can go in the opposite direction and scale them up and go into costume because I think that's where you're better suited. And I was like, well, I'm not going to scale down my designs because that's boring. Um, so I decided to scale them up because um, 
I like story and it was only kind of like from that little tidbit of constructive criticism and also like just really good sound teaching advice um that I was like nah I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the story-based work please because that's more fun can Um, I I ask what that means when you say uh, scaling it up um so my it's kind of like hard to describe so like women's wear or like just fashion generally it's like purpose-built it's it's yes there's like trends and all that and all that nonsense but it's it's to serve a purpose um and that is to like put clothing on our bodies whether that be like t-shirts trousers um jackets like all that stuff whereas scaling it up i think what i mean by this is um in imbuing like story into the clothes so like with my breakdown jobs what we do is we age or refurbish or um, duplicate costume so that it all looks the same um, or like a bit worn so there were a couple things on season two of the witcher that i did that were like really simple simple breakdowns so there's um this is a big spoiler for season two if you've not already watched it there's a section in it where Geralt is a farmer uh, and we were given uh, his farmer costume to break down. So it was just a little gentle breakdown, just going into the seams, making sure that it doesn't look like box fresh. Um, and then just like putting in some maybe um, some like patches where he would like bend down with his knees, so, like you've got this knee scuffs because there's always like, you know, on your jeans, like after you wear them for a while, they yeah, like yeah. fade and yeah. you get like the knee fades. Yeah. So that's part of our, our job sometimes is to create those marks, which I had to do on Geralt's farmer costume. So, so it's the, just the like illusion a little that bit something like that. has been either like worn or like something has happened to those clothes. Yeah. Uh, when so in you're, fact th- that hasn't happened, but it needs to. Yeah, like you're it. you're yeah. purposefully like driving the story into the costumes that you're creating, which is I think the biggest divide between fashion and costume because costume is there for a purpose to tell a story, whereas fashion is um, a lot of the same thing built for people to wear every day and also for like a business kind of sense um, as opposed to entertainment. What you're saying there about a costume defining a character is that works across the gambit of all design so that's not just specific for film or TV like that's video game characters as well. And I oh think, gotcha. And I think the, the, the difference there and again you, you do see this in, in, in film and TV is that um, that definition is is an immediate thing because you have that disconnect that they're not a real person um you don't have that just shorthand in your brain of like i can define this person based on how they act as a human being because i know how human beings act and suddenly you've got like an almost a cartoon looking character so what is it you think about costumes like how how do you describe the way in which costumes help to define a character um, I think there are so many like subtle subtle ways that we can kind of like get to understand like a person, whether that's the texture of the garments that are chosen. So if something's like really soft, so say someone's wearing like a jumper and it's a really soft, really like cozy looking jumper, automatically you would think, oh, maybe that person's like really warm and really inviting, um, really like 
calm or down to earth as opposed to someone wearing a suit jacket which would be kind of like cold maybe unapproachable or has has like a higher sense of self because they want to present themselves in such a way so like we as people in costume look at clothes not just with like um a way to put clothing on us as like a form of survival because it's clothing is considered like a a form of shelter because it's protecting you from the elements and all that but the costumes in video games and film and tv uh, and also in theatre as well, they're they're there for giving the audience just an enhanced description of of the story. Yeah, I I think you get that in again. You think you get that in video games. Um, yeah, and I absolutely. And I I I think I I mean I'm I'm talking from a, a just a, an observer point of view, but I I I feel like everything else in a in a film or a game or a tv show or whatever is uh, subtext to the text because the story is obviously is the text and tends not to be particularly subtle um, mm. if you if you ever watch moonfall it's 90 percent exposition people just <laughs> explaining what's going on all the time but... also the breakdown in that is crap but that's for another topic <laughs> but you um like you you infer knowledge from how the the music's making you feel and how the sound design works and how um, how somebody sounds and how what they're dressed in and, and you know how so, somebody moves. Yeah, so I somebody, can tell you that with my profession, I look at how people yeah. move and I know something's up. And yeah, that, and that all informs your subconscious and your. I mean, without sounding rude, all your biases that all exist within mm-hmm. you Absolutely. of all of those things you you manage to tap into that that you can that you can meet someone and just they can't don't say a word and you immediately go oh i have i, I have, have judgments to pass i have <laughs> yes. judgments to pass now yeah Which... and it's it's interesting that you say that because for for so often like for i want to say like in series and also in like film and TV to kind of like distinguish groups of, of people, like certain types of people, costume will more than costume will go in and say, okay, these groups kind of get these color tones and these other groups get these color tones to kind of like draw a divide. And um, military also use it a lot. And we saw it a lot in um, kind of like world war two propaganda with, um the german armies the german armies created uh this like leather trench coat and it immediately kate or um it immediately captured uh, a silhouette and also a texture and a color that was very foreboding and very like star wars darth vadery esque so it was color basically described that this character or like this type of person is bad um and it's so often used in video games where like the big bosses are all in these like dark colors and then you've got your like main characters that are kind of like bright and vibrant not only so that you could like find them in the like melee of whatever you're doing but also like to show that this person is like the good character and this person is the person that you want to succeed whereas something that's kind of like dark or like textured uh in such a way that's like menacing uh, will have 
like your deeper darker tones to them so like your your deep blues your deep reds the dark greens it's so interesting when you can get um bright villains so powerpuff girls is a great example of this because yes it's a cartoon uh but also all of their villains are very like bright and cheery and you wouldn't expect them to be villains because they look so great or what was the lego movie the like unicorn in the lego movie how it would um, just like turn out in rage you, you like Kitty. yes unikitty oh my god oh you stunning character <laughs> Um, like I love uh, juxtaposition like that where it's like we're going to take something that could be considered uh, a bit menacing and a bit evil uh, but we're going to make it in this really cute sugar-coated very happy uh, box that will surprise you I love things like that but that as costume is a choice a lot of the time and, um, and even just the other way around, just having someone who might be really bright and bubbly, but they don't really wear all the bright colours and the, you know... Oh my god, you described me! <laughs> this... This is a very good segue into your challenge, Devon. Because mm. you have come on here as a guest, and as is our custom, we have created a challenge for you. So you've been talking about how important costume is in telling you about a character, who they are, where they come from and the world in which they sort of exist. So, we have selected a number of video game characters for you that hopefully you may not uh, know or have heard of. Well, I don't game that much, so your odds are pretty good. Excellent. And we want you to describe the character, who you think they are, and what sort of game they exist in. Ooh. Uh, We are going to extend the challenge out to our listeners to try and guess from your descriptions who they think the characters are. Uh, once you're done, uh, we'll reveal to you who they are and what kind of game they are from. Are you this ready is a... for this? I am so ready for this. This sounds like such a fun challenge. Um, All right, Andrew, you go first. I will go first. <gasps> okay. Insert dramatic pause while Devon <laughs> analyzes uh, the image. I mean, okay. What's going on, isn't there? Oh, shit. For God's sake. Okay. So, I've got some issues with practicality in this. Describe, Thank you, Devon. Thank describe you. Describe what you can see. Uh, when I saw this, okay. I remember saying to Andrew that this is not how clothes no. work. <laughs> no. Let's hear from Devon. Okay. So, it's a woman. She, she's got like. A hat or a helmet on, but with goggles over top. So maybe she's like some kind of pilot. Um, She's also wearing a very revealing top that basically shows a lot of underboob and a lot of like mid-boob. And then full sleeves, because that's practical. Uh, (laughs) It's green. So like, but also army kind of color green. So I think, yeah gonna go with like military uh, she's also holding a gun she's got very low-waisted uh trousers with what i can only hope are decent sized pockets <laughs> and, uh and then like a tactical belt which i guess would hold guns or knives or whatever on it uh and then these 
kind of like pretty badass looking boots that I actually kind of want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can I just uh, have your boots, please? Um, yeah, I'm going to say that she is, yeah, like aviation, like military. Also, is she wearing earrings? Oh my god. The practical of this is just. She's a woman in the video Lord. game, Devon. Yeah, yeah. Um, the sex appeal is there. Let me just say that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. It's probably like a bang shooter game. I don't know games very well, so. But she's got like the colors of Bioshock, so she could be from Bioshock. She could be from Call of Duty. Uh, you d- you don't necessarily have to to guess exactly which game it is uh, yourself. Okay. Because that's probably asking quite a lot yeah okay well i think i've i've described her pretty well okay and so you said so like a shooting game yeah aviation army Just yeah get keywords out and hopefully they'll match <laughs> the game do you want to tell us what it is uh, let's let's hope you got this at home uh this is yakikan from the video game damnation that i spoke about uh on the last podcast did did anyone did anyone get that from my attempt at describing her um, on the last episode? Uh, but yes, you're right. It is a it is a shooter. Um, she is one of the uh, principal main characters. You don't uh, you don't play so. Oh, maybe you do in in the co-op mode. I didn't I didn't play the co-op mode. But yeah, she she runs around after you, and she does a lot of jumping and clambering around in that outfit. Well, it's kind of made for it because it's yeah, oh, absolutely. so it's... skin tight. Yeah, yeah. Then she she will never have to worry. About I'm really that. surprised that her boobs don't fly about though, because there is That's nothing not holding them together. How clothes work? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I literally would just like ping up. Uh, I would like. I I was going to make some sort of generalization about uh, this being designed by a man, but it may not have been. But you can. Bet your bottom dollar that this this was dictated to by a man. Whoever oh, yeah. designed yeah. this had had a man go. No, 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 less, less. less. If what less, about if you just open the middle? Less. Too much. We can see nipple just a little bit down, and there we go. Good. Just yeah. cable ties in the middle, and we're good. <laughs> cable ties Sorted. in the middle. All um, right. Are you ready for your next one? I am ready for my next one. All right. Oh, now here is a more practical outfit. Thank you. Yes, please. Okay, so lovely lovely black lady with a beautiful afro oh my god stunning um okay so she's wearing uh like what seems like a leather jacket but like three buttons so it's not like a like your biker jacket it's like a like a work it could even be like considered work appropriate like office type um she's got some badges on her jacket She's wearing um, not a too low-cut pink buttoned-up top, but it shows enough that I feel like she's pretty confident. Um, Single buttons, and then a really lovely kind of like woven white belt with, again, some like grey jeans, and then a bangle on her wrist. She's holding a gun, and she's got brown zip-up. Zip-up boots? Would they be zipped? I don't know. I'm getting, like, sci-fi vibes from her. But she's also, like, in an aircraft hangar. So I don't know if that... Is that an aircraft hangar? I don't know. Um, what? Yeah, I get, like... 
What kind of time period does it seem like? I'm going to say it could even be now, but like I'm getting 70s vibes. But not at the same time. Maybe 80s? I'm really, I'm a bit crap with time periods, I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm right there with you. As soon as Andrew asked you, I hope that he's leading on that bit of the conversation. Because <laughs> yeah. who knows? She looks like she isn't the main character, but is the main character in her own world. Um, and also, I wish she was the main character because she looks pretty fucking badass. Oh, are you allowed to swear on this? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah you uh, are. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, you know, apologies to Blaby Deletes Kids. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, okay. I'll put money in your swear jar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think she is like a commander or like a leader of something. She's got a gun, so she looks pretty like yeah, she looks like she knows what she's doing. That's that's actually quite wow. good. I know. Yeah. It's it's quite good, isn't it? Um so this character's name is Grace. And you are correct, she is not the main character uh, oh, yeah. in this game. Uh but she is she should be a main character and she does play she, she has be. a very prominent role in Wolfenstein too. Oh yeah, okay. So, uh, um, which takes place in an alternate history version of nineteen sixty one. Uh no, that uh, no, I don't get that. <laughs> okay. They didn't make the sixties clear enough. Um, but yeah, the um, so the the, the story follows the main character, which is William uh, Blaskowitz, um, and he, you know, the whole game is about fighting the Nazis, um, and in the United States, um, and obviously it's the second, it, well, um, it's the second game. It's not the second game. I can never get this right. What is it, Andrew? Because <laughs> there's so many Wolfensteins. I mean, it's 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 the second game in the recent yeah. Wolfenstein so this is Wolfenstein storyline. The new Colossus. So it's this uh, follow-on from uh, the New Order. Um, and yeah, and she is a commander on the ship. So um, oh, well William, done, me. Yeah, yeah. William uh, meets her. I fall in love with her immediately because she's kick-ass. Uh, like kick-ass uh, commander, kick-ass woman, she kick-ass mum. Yeah. Um, she does. Yeah, I got mum vibes from her. Yeah, she, an entire game. Uh, it is like you know, commander lady, um, with like a baby on her. Um, fucking love her. Uh, she's so good. Um, funnily enough, it's a character which, uh, unsurprisingly, um, it, some some people don't like. But you know who 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 likes female strong characters sometimes. Um, but yeah, but she's honest. She's kick-ass at everything that you said. Always dresses like this. Always knows how to handle a gun. Knows how to just lead everyone, and is just like really, uh, she's quite authoritative. I would say is that the right word? Yeah, yeah, um, authoritative. She, she knows. Yeah, she she knows what she wants. She knows what is the next thing to do, even if she's not always nice about it. Um, yeah. Great. I will say one tiny thing because you said that some people don't like her and. That could be even like evoked from costume and like the way that she's standing. Um, the reflections and like the kind of like jacket that she's wearing. If she wasn't wearing the jacket, I think she'd be more appro- approachable. Interesting. But because she's wearing like this kind of like leather jacket, and I spoke about it earlier about like German uh, leather jackets in the Second World War, um, that 
has created like an image of don't approach me i've i've got stuff i need to get done today yeah um definitely that i mean there's also like her words in some of a bit of the game Uh, yeah the way she speaks i don't know those i'm just looking at her (laughs) yeah but as soon as you meet her you get that like don't come near me vibe i will i will kill you i will shoot you in the head um so yeah Yeah, but she's incredible um yeah well done that was really good well done thanks yeah all right You you ready for your next one i'm so ready Okay. I'm I'm feeling like quite like like I've got the next one in the bag, but I don't want to come across as being too confident. So, All right. well, here you go. <laughs> Check this out. Oh my god, what is he wearing? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. You know how I was saying about like villains or like kind of like the baddies wearing kind of like darker colors. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a baddie. Yeah. Um, as soon as you said that earlier, I was like, well, I know what I'm sending you. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to say that there are Asian influences here, uh, just with, like, the style of the kind of, like, collar, shoulder aspect and also the tassels that are, like, hanging down from his collar. So is a bald man with kind of, like, a very um, forebodingly raised eyebrow. Uh, he's got a collar that looks like it's a hood that's been rolled down um and it could also look like there's a sword coming out of his back um he's wearing like a quite a high-necked white collar peeking out over like this red tunic uh he's got a metal like breast adornment um just on the top of his chest with a very low slung belt over the tunic um his leather i'm gonna say it's leather it could be just like a really tight-knit wool but it's a black um black coat long sleeve uh cuffs it's got a white armband with some like gold braid on one of the shoulders Uh, he's wearing quite aggressively um black riding boots um and the gold trim he's just like okay so he oh he's also wearing black gloves um it's just very german world war ii uh star warsy influenced uh okay so i'm gonna say that he's like he's not a big boss but he's like he's not like your your last boss but he is kind of someone that you're kind of working towards in the entire game to like defeat um he's like kind of maybe second or third level boss down from big boss describing this horribly um he gets people to do his dirty work he is uh i'd say he's like a general or he's not a king because he's wearing too much military stuff but he's it's definitely fantasy it's nothing like real world um I feel like he's the type of guy that has has had to prove himself and like come up in the ranks and now he's just like don't mess with me i am here and in charge and you will listen to what i say and if you don't well then you can get out um and his word is law but he also like respects the levels of command i'm gonna leave it there okay um this is um Scholar Vasari 
from the video game series Killzone. He is the uh, main antagonist uh, of the uh, of Killzone Two. Okay. Um, and uh, part of the way through Killzone Three gets a bit dead because uh, um, things didn't go very well in Killzone Two. He is um, he's basically the leader uh, okay. of um, of the uh, Helgen Empire. Uh, who are the ma- the main bad guys in it? Who are de- yeah. definitely just space Nazis. Um, well, and there uh, you go. The events of uh, Killzone Two don't go so well. So Killzone Three, he gets uh, overthrown, if I remember rightly. Um, oh. He gets a bit shot by his own his own people. He was played by Brian Cox in the in the games. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, you got it pretty much, pretty much all entirely right. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, wow. There's a lot that you can like visuals that like so many visual cues that are just there, without us even realizing. Yeah. That costume gives us. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess this settles my next choice for you, Devon. Uh, oh. I mean, I I don't understand costume, uh, but I feel like this would be a bit of a wild card. <gasps> oh. Oh, she's so cute. Isn't she? Oh my god, I love her. Okay. So, it's kind of... I'm going to say a puppet. Um, She's got really lovely, kind of like, knitted uh, hair. Her glasses, I want. What are they made of? They're made of... Oh, they're made of, like, little bits of twisted metal. Also, they don't have lenses in them, so they're perfect for basically just not actually seeing, but they look cool. So, glasses are, like, a clever way and a really easy way to dictate that someone is smart. Woohoo! Smart people can't see! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Um, True. Yeah, I mean, I wear glasses. Same. Um... Okay, so she's got kind of like raw, unknitted uh, yarn hair, which kind of like invokes dreads um, that's tied up into a really cool knot with just a piece of ribbon. She's got beads in the yarn bits of hair. And then she's got... I'm going to say that she's an adventurer because she's got this kind of like knitted jumper with a button sewn on. But also she's got like this rope uh, slung over her shoulder. Like it's something that she uses to like climb with she's also got rope like a rope gauntlet on one of her forearms um her trousers are very practical they're just knitted together or um bits of jean that have been like stab stitched together and then she's wearing clogs which so underrated clogs they're so they're so comfortable she gives me main character vibes she is i feel like she is in a puzzle game and yeah she she does a lot of like climbing and scavenging and she has to like solve puzzles and be smart um her jumper is yellow and her jeans that she wears are blue and blue and yellow are complementary colors because they're opposites on the color wheel okay i think yeah this is genuinely so fascinating to listen to. It's, it really is. Like I'm, I'm trying not to. I'm away from my mic so that I don't react while she's. Um... Did I get it? You did. Yeah, you did. So, uh, this character's name is. She's called May. And it's from the game It Takes Two. Ah. Oh. Which is a puzzle game. Um, Amazing. It's a co-op puzzle game which Andrew and I uh, played and loved it's so cute it's so good and there's actually and she is one of the main characters there's two um because they are a couple there's a, okay. a man and a woman she's she's the woman 
Um, and yeah, so you play as the the clashing couple of Cody and May. Uh, they are two humans turned into dolls by a magic spell, and they are then Great. trapped in a fantastical world. Uh, and they're you know challenged with um, you know they have to save their relationship you know through going through these different maps and solving these puzzles together. Mm. Uh, and well, I got are... all of that from just what she was wearing. Yeah, and you <laughs> yeah. are right with the you know the the rope over her shoulder. Uh, you know, different levels they have different uh, special abilities that they have, and um, I can't remember if she uses a rope, but it's definitely where things are attached to whatever mm. uh, um, she's using at the time. Um, yeah, well done. That's good. Thanks. Wow. Well, yeah, I know it's good, isn't it? All right, Devon. We'll do. We'll do one more each. That's uh, fair. This is you, actually so much fun. You are doing so well. It's so good. It's <laughs> act- I'm actually just so amazed right now. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay. Is this from Yakuza? <laughs> this is not from Yakuza. Um, okay, so we've got a really lovely Asian lady. Um, I'm going to say it's like she's wearing a lot of active wear. She has a black tattoo down her arm, which looks like a computer called like motherboard. She's wearing white, black, and red. And she also has like a, I want to say it's... It's a tattoo, um, like a clown spike coming down from her eye. It looks yeah, like a, she's wearing... Sorry, before you go, the, like the, the thing around her eye, there's like a, a number of little spikes. It's quite hard to see. But if you yeah. if you push it in really close, you can see that there's a, there's a few... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so she's wearing... Oh, it's actually like a, like a side bag across her chest with a black vest. So her arms are free. She's wearing an armband. She's got a gauntlet. It all looks tactical. She's wearing one glove that's black and red. I'm going to say she's like a free... She's like a runner. And maybe she does like a lot of martial arts just from like her pose. But also her trousers look like they're... They look like a hybrid of like fencing trousers or like motorbike trousers. Because they've got knee pads in them. So maybe she does a lot of free running. Also her shoes are... Like her trainers are very like form-fitting to her feet for like... To allow movement not a lot of ankle support though so that's a bit worrying but hopefully she trains a lot i mean she looks muscular i wonder what she keeps in her bag if it i don't think she would wield a gun but maybe like some knives yeah it's it's i think she's very active yeah i think she's very practical doesn't keep a lot on her there's no place for her ID to be. But then again, I don't think she needs one because I feel like she could like walk into just like a an off-market street. I feel like she could walk into just any shop and they would just know who she is. Uh, so she wouldn't need ID. Yeah, I'm going to stop there. Wow. Um, if you could have seen the faces I was pulling as you were very accurately describing the character Faith Connors from Mirror's Edge, um, who is indeed a parkour free runner oh sick <laughs> wow oh my god who uh in in the first game you can shoot guns but the first thing the game teaches you is how to disarm someone uh, oh great and people preferred that so much that when they did the second game uh, faith doesn't use a gun at all so you can, disarm, you can disarm people but you can't pick up the guns and the first one you can pick them up if you want but the game yeah. tries to push you to um, to disarm people and then get going. So it is. It's a first-person uh, adventure game in a in a kind of open world. The second one's definitely not more open than the first one. Um, 
and yeah it's it's all free running it's all uh, momentum based like you're if you're running along the edge of a building and there's a, a pipe like it's enough momentum that you can grab the pipe swing around and then carry on running without losing any momentum it's, oh it's that's so cool beautifully done it's um yeah i wish that they'd uh, remastered the first one for modern consoles because it's a, a ps3 and 360 uh, game just just wonderful um yeah she uh, she's a, a delivery person uh, so she gets hired for any jobs that all that she can take and they like please deliver this over there and like she's always being chased because I think in the first one it's been a while I think she's um, falsely accused of killing someone so the police are after her for that um, I don't really remember exactly uh, why but um, but yeah you you described her to uh, to a T really to a T yeah. yeah wow yeah cool Definitely recommend Mirror's Edge if if nobody's ever ever played that. I think Viv, I think I gave you my 360 copy. You of it. did, you did. I was going to say I uh, I am yet to play it, but I do have the copy that you gave me. Yeah. There you go. Well, wowzers. Cool. Right, last one. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. This is I'm great. Excited. I want to play this game forever. Oh, okay. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. I don't know this guy. Yay! Okay. All right. So it's it's gonna it's a fantasy game. It's this little boy. What was he like? A teenage boy. His hair is next level. It looks a bit like a mushroom. He's got all one tone of brown, just various shades of brown. I feel like he could be main character, or like you could select him to be your character. He's got kind of like a brown t-shirt and like maybe a vest over top. Um, that's like stitched maybe potentially leather thonging keeping it together he's got a rope tied around his waist i can't tell if he's wearing a skirt or oh if he is it could be a she okay this changes things she could be wait viv do you want to clarify that all i'm just gonna let her speak okay do you think i should actually no 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 no. let me okay fine because i like the ambiguity of it um um basically wearing like tall ugg boots uh which i think are like i would assume that they would be lined with fur for warmth uh because also wearing kind of like leather gauntlets that are like wrapped um and then fingerless brown gloves i'm gonna say that this person does a lot of like lives in the forest is one with nature maybe potentially does a bit of climbing but not really practical for what they're wearing i feel like they would have to battle the elements and maybe potentially use some smarts i feel like they're kind of like a smart character it's a bit of intelligence there i'm gonna say it's like an adventure game but also there's some puzzles as well involved yeah i'm a bit stumped with this one but it might also be because i've done so well that i'm now doubting myself and not confident because i want to succeed and be perfect and be the best um (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. All of my guesses. Okay, and um, are you landing on male or female? I'm going to say it could could go either way. Okay, so this is a young boy. Mm-hmm. So your first uh, guess was correct, and you are right. Uh, yeah, he is sort of, uh, I think, late twee- teens. He is uh, one of the main characters. His, his name is Nayi. I think that I've got that correct. Um, and he is the younger brother um, to the the other main character whose name I forgot but is very similar 
Yeah, I get that. And um, the game is called Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, and it is okay. you, you know he does uh, live in nature. Uh, like there is houses and stuff, but it is in sort of uh, amidst of nature. Um, and he uh, basically the game takes place in a fantasy world. You are correct, um, and it's got fictitious creatures with like orcs and trolls and things. And it's about the two brothers who set out on a journey to find a cure for their father's illness. And they have to um, kind of puzzle solve and things their way through the game uh, to come back and, and help their father. Cool. Yeah. Um, another massive recommendation from us. Absolutely. Oh, really, really good. So uh, it 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 can be quite difficult for people if they start the game because you control both brothers at the same time. Yeah. So one one brother's on a one thumbstick and the other brother's on the other thumbstick. So you have to really concentrate. But once you know, like an, an at least an hour into the game, you've kind of got used to that. Oh, just solving it, puzzles with the two, beautiful. Yeah, and a really, really wonderful story as well. Yeah, it's a similar vibe for those listening to imagine uh, playing the second uh, Unravel by yourself, where you have to control both. Oh, yeah. Characters. Um, it, not, 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 not exactly the same because you're literally controlling them at the same time. Um, but like a similar vibe, really, really okay. good. Um, just yeah, and the story is beautiful as well. It's got really great story, great animations, um, and yeah, oh, and I love that. this character because he's so he's so mischievous. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I will uh, make a note to post this on socials. I have a video of him. He like takes a broom from someone. He says, "Oh, I'll help you," and the older brother will pick up the broom and help. Whereas this character will pick up the broom and stop playing around with it, like throwing it in the air and stuff. So I have a. I have a video of him doing that, which I find, which makes me laugh. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, that was that was really good, Devin. Wow. Thanks. Yeah, that's, wow. yeah. You should. Um, sh- you should. You should be. A, you should. Yeah, you should go into costume design. Oh, you know what? I might just actually change my career and do that. Yeah, do it. Do it. It's. Uh, it's. Yeah. It's great. You're great. Uh, Thanks. It's so really interesting how, obviously, you can talk about how you know clothing and all of these elements inform your perception of a character but hearing you do that is amazing yeah it's like a magic trick because you're kind of verbalizing <laughs> something because i don't i don't have that eye so I, I can maybe feel it but i don't i don't have it i can't put words to yeah. it so i feel like it's you... also something that you know like intrinsically like you just yeah you know it without actually putting it into words whereas i'm able through my job to yeah yeah verbalize it exactly what you said yeah, and I always think of the, you know, when we were still streaming and you were watching uh, Andrew playing Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. Um, and I remember at the time you were a little bit annoyed that he was playing it in black and white because you couldn't see, you can't see all the information. Yeah. And so it's like, I can sort of make out things, but actually when you play it in colour, it, it informs your, um, it informs the, the everything, the entire world, including the costumes yeah. and, you know, the grass and all of that malarkey so much more. Um, Absolutely. Really, sometimes people I think underestimate what they're seeing with their eyes. Oh God, color is so important, um, and it's used, and it's such a good tool to describe characters. Like we, without knowing it, um, associate colors with certain things. So, like anything green or brown, we would associate with like the earth or kindness or like gentle. Anything with like red or um orange we would associate with like passion or a- assertiveness or aggressiveness anything with blue or like a 
either light light blue i would say that you would associate maybe with um something that's kind of like uh kind or uh inquisitive whereas dark blue you would maybe uh associate it with something that's moody or um maybe a bit like trying to prove someone's self um but yeah so like all of those those things are like so ingrained in us that we just we know without knowing but it's interesting to use it um and use color and texture in a way to inform the the viewer of how that person wants to be seen yeah, yeah. and if you if you were playing along with us uh there uh, let us know um on our any of our socials um and in the discord uh, how many of those you guessed correctly if any of them I'm sure you did, though. I'm sure you did. You're very good. Yeah. Or my crap explaining just threw everyone off. I mean, we get to see the physical <laughs> image as well. So, they, you know, the audience has got a bit of an added layer of challenge there. Mm. Yeah. But if you got any of them, um, yeah, let us know. Uh, thank you so much, Devon. It's, no it's been a real pleasure having um, having you back for a chat um, about your job. Um, should, we, um, should we get back to the cooking? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, don't rush yourself, Devon. <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to turn out really shit. Yay! Excellent. That's, I, I'm not. I'm not telling Viv that. I'm going to try and keep this positive. Great. <laughs> going to try and keep it positive. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to bring the mood down. Okay. We've forgotten the read already. Okay, there's there's definitely cat hair in mine, so uh, and spice. Don't worry, there'll be cat hair in fibs as well. Okay, Devon has finished making her balls. I'm making my last one. Um, I'm basically picking up some that are similar size and then drop them in the boil. Okay, uh, how many at a time, Devon? Like three or four. Three or four similar size ones stick in your boily water. Uh, how long is it sticking there for? Um, I will tell. I will tell you when Devon takes hers out. Do I? Do I need a device to take it out with? I assume. Uh, she's using some sort of spatula. No, or... like a salted spoon. I just don't have one. Andrew, relate what? that. Uh, she said something about a spoon. Yeah, spoon. Yeah. But yeah, you just you just need to be able to shovel them around and then scoop them out at the end. Um, oh, Devon's got a second chopping board now. Chopping board. Yeah. Chopping board number two has occurred. And a, she's got a big knife. A real um, crocodile dundee. That's not a knife. This is a knife kind of thing going on. And she's got an onion. It looks like she's going to chop half of an onion. Oh, no, wait. No, okay. she's got a slice. She's got a slice off of the onion. And now she's <laughs> cut that slice into two chunks. Uh, now there is garlic. A garlic has happened. One. There's the... Um... Two cloves. Hang on. Hang on. Is this the bear's garlic? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I've got a fun story. I will. Um, I'm going to be lazy. If she's using actual garlic. Yep. Three cloves of it. So in my in the uh, recipe you sent, Devon. Yeah. You said dried bear's garlic. Something yeah. like that. Uh huh. Which is not really a thing in house. I have no idea what it is. But I do know that there's a camera here. I do know that uh, there is a Polish shop in Hounslow. Okay. So I translated what 
bear's garlic might be in dry bear's garlic might be in Polish and I found it there. So if you're telling me that you're grabbing cloves of garlic, this is what I have. What the? Are you growing your own? Uh, what? sure. What is so that? It's got recipes on the back. It's, it's, it's like the, the leaf that, of it, I think. Is, is that... You, you bought garlic leaves? Sure. Oh, yeah, okay. that's, that's a thing. Yeah. Okay. What Devon has is three cloves of the garlic. Because I was lazy. Really, the dried bear's garlic was really just really misleading. That's what the recipe asked for. It's okay. like wild garlic. It's just wild garlic. No, but well. it's fine. I do have this, which I'll cheat it with, but see what no, happens. No, I want the leaves going in. You bought leaves, you yeah, have. Oh, they're both going in. They're both going okay, in. Okay, fair. Cool. Make it yeah. as garlic as possible. Devon, did you take your balls yes. out? She's taken yes. her balls out. Her balls came out of the water. I wasn't you paying attention. Wow, Andrew. Are we Head putting more in? Is, are more going in, Devon? Yes. Yes! Is Vince cheating with gross store-bought garlic? How long are the little balls supposed to be in there for? Till they uh, float. T- until they float. Till they float? Yeah. There's not enough water in mind for it to float. We'll put more in then. Well, shit happens, doesn't it? Yes, shit does happen. This is going very well. Yes, it is. Um, Devon is now chopping up her gar- I mean, I don't know why I'm telling you to chop up your garlic. You've cheated. No! Polish bears garlic that's dry. Okay. That I was requested. Is it is it powder? Is it leaves? Let's find out. Let's find out. Oh, I don't know if I want to my food. It smells quite terrible, actually. I would say in that case, then let's just use that. Uh, no, I'm mixing it with regular garlic because it actually stinks. It will ruin the food. Or it doesn't ruin the food. Um, the get, get a frying pan and uh, melt some butter in it, and be prepared to remove your balls. When they are too um, big, like, too big, or too hot, when your balls are sweaty. <laughs> Whenever you feel comfortable taking your balls out, take them out and then put more balls in. But then also keep an eye on your melting butter. You don't want to burn that because you're not a monster. What's happening after the butter melts? So I can be prepared. Um, nothing so far, but I imagine jumping yeah. ahead. I, I, would have, go in. I imagine you're going to fry all that stuff that you've done. Okay, when your butter is suitably melted, get that onion fucking in there. I don't know if I can get them fucking, but I can definitely get them in there. Get them in there and we'll see what happens. That was probably too much butter. I didn't specify how much butter, did I? I'm following the recipe, just so you know. You have a recipe? No, the sorry, the ingredient list. Oh. Can you ever have too much butter? No. Yeah, I mean, you... You, you've made toast for me for breakfast, and you know how much yep. butter I have in my toasts. Why separate my onion? No, just fling it in. Get it the fuck in there. Yeah, and then stir it and whatever. Does your kitchen smell lovely now, Viv? Yeah, it does. Excellent. Uh, onion and, and butter. See, the, the, the only thing with this whole malarkey that, uh, that Devon and I came up with, you'll need a sieve in a second. The, whole, the only thing that came up with this is that you two get to eat lovely food at the end of this. And then I go back to my sad sack life of not having food. Uh, you're going to take your mushrooms, maybe, and drain them in the sieve. By actually draining the mushrooms this time. Yes, mushrooms. Put them in with the onions. In with the onions. Uh, when do my balls come out? Uh, Devon's balls are still in. Do not take your balls out. How how are your balls looking, by the way? Really short, but a little bit wet. To be honest, okay. with you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Only way I can describe it to you. They are wet balls with potatoes and flowers. Oh, Devon is taking her balls out. Please take her Thank balls you. out. Those are my last balls. So can I turn the water off? 
yes, Devon has poured away her water. She doesn't give a fuck about that water. Get in the sink, she said. Okay, uh, the garlic is going in. The garlic is now going in. The garlic is in. I want your fake garlic and your shredded leaves. This smells so good. Um, well, good. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Devon just said that her smells really good and I was just about to ask you how yours smelled and you just said it. She's got her, all her balls. Her balls are going in the frying pan. Anywhere? She's put all of them in, all of them in, all of the balls. Yeah, just fucking getting them in there. Stir that shit together. The most aggressive cooking imaginable. It does look nice though, from a distance. Great. It smells good. I, I really think it's going to taste like shit. <laughs> I'm not going to tell Viv that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I genuinely do look forward to, to um, being able to play this all back at her at her leisure and find out what what was going mm. on. I'm g- I I know I'm going to get shouted at about this. <laughs> oh damn it! I don't have any parsley. Can you uh, think my Uh, Viv, do you have any parsley? Okay, what is the most parsley-like thing you have in your herbs? Oh, Stick I, that could, in. I could just, I'll just put mixed herbs in. Yeah, put some mixed herbs in, that's fine. That's the same. Uh, Devon is now uh, doing some pepper. She's put some uh, grated pepper on that that she grated. She might have ground some salt on there as well, I wasn't watching. Uh, Devon has got a bowl. She's got a like a, a breakfast bowl-sized bowl. It may well be she is moving the mixture from the pan into said breakfast-sized bowl. Uh, Devon has now got a fork. Look at how gross that looks. <laughs> um, uh, what I uh, she is uh, now preparing to eat uh, the food. What I love most about your uh, dumplings, Devon, is that they look like the potatoes that Viv started with. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I've turned. I've gone from having potatoes to shredding them to just making them again. Are we, are we yeah. eating them? Is that what this is? Um, yes, I would like. I would like you to try it, uh, and then we'll um, we'll come together again to discuss. Devon has now eaten dumpling. Viv has eaten dumpling. Dev, Dev, Devon looks unimpressed. Viv is masking her thoughts. When Viv. I tell you what the um, title of this recipe is, it will make a lot more sense. Uh, so thoughts. Ironically, I should have put more salt in the potatoes. Yeah, I put loads of salt in. I don't know. I don't know if I told you to put salt in. I can't remember. Is it all right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Devin, what what is it that we're making? So we made from Blood of Elves, uh, Lambert's dumplings. There we go. The Witcher. Yay, Witcher. I had an inkling it was going to be the witch because you said it was something related to us, but also to your job. Mm. I could think of nothing else if there was any sort of relationship there. Um, but yeah. So now I'm curious, right? The recipe that you sent me had very specific ingredients. Yeah. It never said mushrooms, Andrew. It said like bolito, dried bolito. Which is like a type of mushroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is it? Okay. I- Dried porcini was the closest that I could find. Wow, wow! So I was like, because I had to look up what bolito was, obviously, mm. and I couldn't. Obviously, I couldn't find it. And then you already know about my bears, garlic, garlic 
dried bear garlic incident. Mm. Everything else was fine. I mean, the photo on the website looks basically exactly like what we've just made. So that's good. I'm gonna say it's um a success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty tasty. Mm. Um, because I'm I don't know foreign. I do want to put hot sauce on it. <laughs> yeah, I want to add something to it, but I don't know like, what. Like a kick. Yeah. Maybe maybe you needed some chilies in there, some chili flakes. Mm. Ooh, chili oil when you're frying I, the onions. Yeah, I'm not, like I'm half tempted to put some in with the dumplings. So that it's in with the potatoes and maybe like yeah. before you add the flour, that way the potatoes can like really soak up the, the heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it needs a kick. But other than yeah. that, it's great. Okay. Very tasty. You could also even add um like soy sauce to it. Mm, yeah. It would just like you could add the soy sauce to the mushroom and like onion mixture. Just to kind of like make it into like a little bit of a glaze, that would be quite tasty as well. Wow. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think all it is is I think it needs, it needs more seasoning from the original recipe, like just whatever spices people like. Just chuck them in there. Yeah, because it's quite a, like a plain recipe, it's like potato and onion and mushrooms and stuff. So well, it's just a lot like Lambert. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Fair, fair though. Uh, oh, I like it. Thank you for that. You're welcome. It's easy. It's you can like snack on it even when you game. Yeah, when you when you do nothing but play Gwent for 24 hours straight, there's yeah. special dumplings for you. Special dumplings for me. All right, back to the studio. All right. Oh wait, we don't have a studio. <laughs> well, wasn't that a lot of fun, Viv? So much fun. I mean, I lo- you know, we love a bit of chaos. Yes. Yes, we do. Um, but tell me, Andrew. Yes? What game are you looking forward to? Okay, well, uh, this was a very easy uh, answer. Um, and then it got complicated. So... I'm looking forward to a game called Call of the Sea. Now, before... Any of you put your hands up and say, but Mr. Andrew, sir, that game's already out. Shut up! Because there's a physical edition of it coming out on the 25th of February. Uh, which is today, if you're listening to this, on the day of release. However, I was just uh, having a little looksy-loo, um, and uh, it's been delisted from, from Amazon, where I'd ordered it from, with the, with some Christmas vouchers. Oh, no. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure what's going on uh, with that. It's still listed other other places that I haven't bought it from. Um, Naturally. Yes. Um, so that's weird. Um, so Call of the Sea is described as being uh, an adventure puzzle game that is set in the far reaches of the South Pacific in 1934. It follows Nora, who has crossed the ocean to find her missing husband after embarking on an expedition to an island paradise filled with the secret remnants of a lost civilization. Oh, so I think cool. I think it's very similar to um, Wanderer, except it's not in VR and it doesn't include time travel. But I think the puzzle-solving element is very similar, and it's a first-person thing, and it looks really pretty. And uh, yeah, so I'd I'd ordered the um, the the Nora's Diary edition. Uh, so Ooh, what box, does that mean? The, well, the box itself looks like a book. Okay. Um, so you open open the 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 cover. To, to reveal the 
uh, to reveal the insides. And uh, it comes with uh, an art book, uh, a reproduction of Nora's um, ferry, no, not a ferry, steamer travel ticket, uh, some photographs, a poster, and a copy of the game. Which um, you know, that's useful. <laughs> you, don't, you don't always get. So yeah, it's uh, it was it's retailing in the UK for twenty seven ninety five. That's not bad considering no. the sexy edition you just bought. Yeah, and I um, I'd I'd had a twenty pound voucher on Amazon as a Christmas present, so I just redeemed it against that. Nice. Um, but now it seems to not not be on Amazon anymore. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm sure Amazon um, will update you on that far too late. Yes. And with that, I I don't have anything that I I'm looking forward to as of yet because I I want Tiny Tina and that's all I will have time for sadly. Uh, yes, but ooh, who but. knows? Who knows? Um, between when this was recorded and when this actually goes out, I may or may not have uh, bought a big sexy version of Tiny Tina. <laughs> nice. I will uh, I will let you know if that happens. You did just remind me, last week we were talking about the physical edition of Sifu coming out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I, I say last week. You know what I mean, last episode. Um, that has now been announced as the Vengeance edition, um, which comes with a very sexy steelbook. Yeah, it does. Um, and some pictures and some a, a digital soundtrack and a, a, a art book. Uh, and that's due on uh, May 3rd. May third. Oh, so oh yes, yes. So also that. So there's lots to look forward to, and um, you know we'll probably be uh, disappearing for a couple of months uh, whilst we uh, try and get through all these games. Yes, because I mean, really looking forward to everything that's coming out. If you are listening to this close to release day, just know that we are playing Horizon right now. Yeah, we are. I'm playing with my sexy virgin. Okay, bye. I'm sorry. Did you just say you're playing with your sexy virgin? My sexy virgin. Okay. Not I virgin. De- <laughs> I definitely heard your sexy virgin. I was like, wow, Viv. Okay, wow. well, let's end on that note then. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. We appreciate it very much. Yes, we do. Uh, if you would like to stay in touch with us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter on at Game with Squishy. And if you'd like to support us in any way, you can donate for as little as the price of a cup of coffee at our Ko-fi page. And that's ko-fi.com slash the Squishy Stream. And all of that money will go to us and will help uh, to maintain and upgrade our uh, set so we can bring you the best possible podcasts that we can indeed we will Um, and if you'd like to chat with us even more about what you're listening in the episodes do join us on our discord to chat about the show and for also some supplemental um, information and links from each episode we'll also be adding a video version of today's cooking madness uh, so watch out for that and come and join us Thank you again for listening, everyone. Thank you, Squishies. Bye. Bye, Squishies. Squishied it.